This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Morning Majlis podcast. The Morning Majlis, talking the stories that are shaping headlines. This is Pulse 95. Talking the stories shaping the headlines and also conversations shaping the living rooms, classrooms, motorways, everywhere. It's back to school spirit and we're very kindly joined by the principal of West Green International School, James McDonald. A very good morning to you and thank you for joining us. No, thank you to have me back again. It's absolutely wonderful to be here. It's great to hear from you once again. Now, uh, the last time you were here was your first year in the UAE and in the Emirates of Sharjah looking after West Green School. Uh, we're back into second academic year for, for yourself and the first day, first week end of the academic year has concluded. Are you breathing a sigh of relief that <laughs> this is that we're on to a smooth start? Absolutely. It is wonderful to be back here uh, in Sharjah and back uh, to school with all the children, all the smiling faces and seeing all our parents back in school. Um, happy to have the children back in school, but happy to have the children back learning and back with their friends, really enjoying themselves. So, yeah, a sigh of relief to be back. Every, all the children back all that preparation that we've been doing beforehand because of course the teachers the leaders were all back in school well before the students started so that sigh of relief now to get started and to have that smooth transition in our first week has been absolutely fantastic and um, I'm absolutely just delighted to be here today and to be back at school and enjoying ourselves again and speaking of preparations let's talk about that how did the school prepare for the for the new academic year any new teachers any new regulations any not, anything new that well of course uh, that this year carries with it every year there's uh, we we take in new teachers and this year because uh, expanding and uh, different approaches to teaching and learning we brought in 14 new teachers wow. into James West Green uh, with different levels of experience but so much energy um, and that's exciting by itself I the preparation beforehand, many of them in school two weeks before we started, planning and preparing for all their students coming back. One of the approaches certainly that we take at Gems West Green is that is that individual approach and bespoke uh, planning for each and every student that comes into the classroom. And so our teachers, even before the students came in and before they knew the students personally, they were planning for them individually, getting to know where they are in their learning journey and preparing the lessons ready for starting uh, on Monday and now we're back a week uh, I've been in English lessons maths lessons science lessons psychology mm. lessons history lessons PE lessons this week and it's just been absolutely fantastic to see first of all the teachers already knowing their students by name and pl- uh, the different types of differentiation and preparations for those students last year our students made so much progress actually they've made more progress in James West Green last year than they've done in the history of the school and so the progress has been absolutely amazing and that goes down to that preparation but yes it's been a, a great first week it's great to all the new things that are back but the new teachers bringing so much energy and there are new things coming in yeah, of course we've always got our SPIA uh, inspections mm-hmm. SPIA have been so supportive um, both prior to the summer throughout the summer and uh, as we started the year and they've been helping us prepare and improve what we're doing uh, for our students coming back Mr. James I have I'm just wondering um, 
Do you guys have any type of after-school activities for for the children? Yes, we do. So, uh, of course, during the COVID years, after-school activities disappeared mm-hmm. from most schools. Uh, after-school activities will be starting back in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they range from the chess club to the football mm-hmm. club, debating club, physics club. Um, there's so many different options, over 100 different options for students to choose from and get involved in. And they, they really are involved in it? Absolutely. The students uh, are signing up from right now uh, for the next couple of weeks until we start. And we expect the, a significant proportion, or if not nearly all our students, to be engaged in after-school activities. You know, one of the biggest challenges I found when uh, coming back to school after the summer was getting back into that early routine. Uh, and especially even for parents as well, because they've got to wake up and a lot of them drop them off at school. I was wondering if you have any advice uh, for students or parents for how they can really easily and smoothly get back into that routine to really take this next academic year head on. Absolutely. Everybody thinks that the school is responsible for the development of yeah. the child and the education. Actually, the, the main responsibility is with the church, uh, the parents, and the parents have so much impact on the children. And getting that routine right is so important. We want to see, make, ensure parents are preparing their child for school, because so much of the preparation for success at school happens at home. Mm. So we want to see, the, uh, you know, a good sleep routine. I was here last year and I was asked, "What's the most important thing?" And I said to parents, "You know, getting your child into a good sleep routine. Know what time they're going to bed, because when you know what time they're." going to bed and getting good night's sleep in preparation for what is an early start here in the UAE. They get can plan to get their homework done, their dinner, all the different things that they're involved in. And not to forget, so many of our students, if not all of our students, are involved in uh, not just in-school activities, but outside school activities. So it's the plan that all around what time they're going to go to bed. And before they go to bed, I always say, just to make sure the school bag is ready, the yeah. lunchbox mm. is ready, mm. all those little things that make things just that little bit easier in the morning and that smooth transition. Because how a child prepares in the morning kind of sets the mood for the rest of the day. Mm. And so getting those small little things ready. And in my own home, I've got a, ver- well, my wife has a very strict routine. <laughs> uh, you know, I get home, we try as a family to have dinner together. Mm-hmm. We make sure that the children have engaged with their home work mm-hmm. um, and then from there we they have a bedtime routine a lot of it revolving around reading because yep. I'm a big advocate of reading 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 for success and then getting to bed getting a good night's sleep and then getting up in the morning having a good breakfast mm. because that's so important and then you know get the uniform on washed changed the tooth uh, teeth brushed and then onto that school bus or into the car ready to get to school ready to learn and all of that every single little bit of that is key and our most successful students are those who uh, are in families that have those really good routines set up. That's great. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I'd like to touch upon this routine as well because what's you said you you try to have dinner as a family and what's the cut-off time, the actual bedtime that they should be, you know, eyes shut and in the rooms because a lot of people tend to to have a very varied um, time time routine for the evenings in particular. It all depends on the time that your child is getting up. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to say, uh, you know, it's 12 hours, 10 hours, but we try to get our children a good 10 to 12 hours sleep. And okay. I think that's really important. That might seem a lot, but <laughs> if, you d- if you look at research and what children need for yeah. uh, sleep-wise uh, for the development of the brain, yeah. especially at a young age, that's what they recommend. Um, so we get home. I, well, I get home from work between six and seven. My right. children have usually finished their homework by that stage. 
my you have to remember my son is 10 my daughter is 11 in secondary school and i've got one in primary school the one in primary school is usually in bed by half seven wow. um quarter to eight mm. and uh, my secondary school my daughter uh, she's in bed between eight and half eight and so but they are up at six o'clock in the morning right so that's a very very early start so it's only roughly about 10 hours sleep that they're getting but for me and research that you know you can anybody can access on the internet it will tell you that you know a, a child should be getting a minimum of 10 hours sleep a night okay. and like for us we live off yeah. maybe six seven hours sleep yeah, a night true. on a good day on a yeah. good day absolutely <laughs> and if we have a good eight or nine hours sleep you feel that difference in yeah, the energy yeah. that you have and so that's what the children need. They need that energy. They need mm. that cognitive uh, development. They need that stimulation of the brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly the rest to have that stimulation of the brain in the morning. Because if you actually look when they come to school, most of the learning and the brain work and the uh, how the brain works, it functions better in the morning time. So it's really important that they have that rest to engage. That's why as we try in the afternoon as well to give them rest through the lunch and everything and prepare them for the afternoon to re Jig, rejig their brain and get them ready again mm. for a couple of hours learning before Makes they sense. go home so this is all based on research it's just not me t- making this up so it is really important that that routine is there that, that sleeps there exactly. and sleep as i've said to i've said over and over again to parents across many schools over many years is so important to the development of their child and also helps them retain the information that they learned that day doesn't it because if you're having four hours and waking up tired you're not really going to be challenging uh, that 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 class that day. Absolutely, I, you know, we all suffer from brain fog, mm-hmm. and uh, you know if you don't have a good breakfast and you don't have good sleep, that brain fog's there. And when you're listening to the teacher at the front of the room or you're doing some work, you're not retaining that information. Yeah. And so it's so important that and the that's like ten there. hours of, of relief for the parents. Yeah, as well. yeah. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And Living parents, their life, yeah, <laughs> their best life. We must remember it's that opportunity, isn't it, to sit down, relax, put the TV on, have a chat, read the paper, mm-hmm. whatever, listen to the radio, exactly. whatever that might be. To you know that we all need to relax because I always tell the parents as well. Yes, your children need that downtime as well, but you as a parent, you <laughs> need that downtime. I know personally, I need that downtime. Mm. I need that hour and a half every evening where I switch on the radio or I put my iPod on. That's a bit old school, but yes. um, but I put but the earphones in and I listen to a bit of music or I catch up on a bit of news mm. and TV. And for me, that's so relaxing. And that gets me ready for my night's sleep and then ready for the day ahead and ready for the radio station and these <laughs> difficult questions. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good to good to sort of have that little buffer. Yeah. But now I'd like to touch upon this this important thing that yeah, we, we're very blessed with that three-day weekend here in Sharjah. And we, as as Morning Matters presenters, fall into this trap that as soon as that long weekend happens, we ruin our schedules. Um, what's your word of advice for the parents as well to make sure that they maximize on this longer weekend that we've got that, that is... Uh, actually out there for a better work-life balance but not to go haywire and, and lose track of that momentum that you had over that week absolutely look the three-day weekend is all about well-being mm. and we want our children to be well rested we want the parents to be well rested we want mm. everybody to, uh, to be using that three-day we- weekend to kind of get back because a four-day week even though we take a three-day weekend i found that we work five days in four days mm-hmm. we work very yeah. hard um, and that's not to say we didn't work hard before, but I, I feel that with my parents when I'm talking to them as well, that we work very hard and those three days should be used for family time. They should. I, I, I'm not a principal that advocates too much homework. 
Hmm. I think yeah, families should take that three days to spend that time together. Uh, families are so important, and I've never been in a. It's lovely working in the state here of Sharjah, where that family etiquette is really, really strong, and they put a lot of emphasis on it. Hmm. So, my if my advice for the three-day weekend is to make sure there's plenty of relaxation time there, to make sure that there's time uh, for a family to get together, but also. With that there, as I come back to the sleep, use that opportunity for a little bit of extra <laughs> sleep, um, but also use that opportunity to, if there's things that need to be done, and our children will have homework. So there is that opportunity to have that schedule. So for instance, for the Friday, um, you know, I spend a lot of time with my family. I've used it to spend it with my wife and have a little bit of family time. Um, and then on, we go out shopping and we'll have a breakfast or whatever it might be. And then on the Saturday, uh, we do a lot of the things that the kids want to do. And then on the Sunday, we have a very relaxing day, but it's also a day where the homework is done um, and we make sure that the kids are prepared for the week. So yes, it doesn't matter. Uh, you could use the Friday and Saturday in any of those ways that you want, but I always think that the Sunday has to be that day. You get back into the routine, get the kids back into bed early, ready for that Monday morning, ready to go again for those four days. Because working in Sharjah, I come back energized on a Monday. To, you know, and I really, I, I really look forward to my Mondays. However, don't get me wrong, I love my Thursdays as well. Here, <laughs> uh, we really do. But it is that, uh, it's that Sunday getting in that routine. I go to bed about half eight on a Sunday myself okay. to get ready for mm. the the Monday morning to come in because I want the, my children, my parents, my community to see that I'm fully charged, ready to go. And I know I speak on behalf of all the principals here in Sharjah. We're all exactly the same. It's all about the energy that mm. we're going to bring to the school and uh, deliver on that high quality education that our parents um, are, are, are not not demanding but expect mm -hmm. and from the SPIA outcomes from all the schools in Sharjah last year it was amazing to see the progress the schools are making here mm. and you know Gems West Green we are now one of the fastest improving schools in the whole of the United Arab Emirates so outstanding education is now something that to be expected in Sharjah and it, that's wonderful to see. Mr. James, I hate to be a Debbie Downer <laughs> this, this early in the morning at 8.23 in the morning, but some issues we have to address, of course. Uh, and um, in recent years, the UAE authorities, they have renewed calls um, for the community to be very vigilant about the issue of bullying, especially among uh, school children. Um, so how do you as a, a principal how do you address mm. that issue how do you prevent it from happening in your school at least oh yeah unfortunately as a principal bullying is something that uh, comes up unfortunately quite regularly mm. um there's there's two conceptions here that I, I i just on the radio i do want parents to know that children fall out Mm. And, uh, you know, they don't get on and they call each other names from time to time because th there's that immaturity. And, of course, we want we, we work with our children, we support them, we develop them. Um, and th that's not bullying. That's just children. And then there is bullying, which is a, a continued effort to kind of make a child feel unwelcome, you know, constant name calling, uh, maybe attacking them and so on like that, because issues do happen between children but when we face an issue of bullying what I've seen here not just in the UAE but certainly here in Sharjah how quickly schools get on top of it and um, how quickly SPIA come in to support the schools and ensure that these things don't happen I don't think in any world you're going to get anywhere in the world that there's no uh, evidence of bullying and um, where you have immaturity certainly in schools and children don't really understand there is that element where that can happen 
I, I I'm a person of, who really truly believes in forgiveness um, and giving people second chances and working with them to develop in them. And where we have found instances of bullying, you know, I, I, ex I accept that some people make mistakes once and I'm sure this goes for many schools, but it certainly doesn't ever happen again. And bullying is never accepted, 100% non-tolerance to bullying. And I know this is across all schools in Sharjah. And so over the last, certainly over the last year, I've seen a significant decrease in issues of bullying. Um, and what I've, I would like to say we're eradicating it completely. But schools across the UAE and here in Sharjah are working hard on that. And it's not just about saying we don't accept it. It's more about the education to the children about how we should treat each other. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we stand for at Gems West Green is, is simply that we love each other, we care for each other, we are a community and we treat each other with absolute respect. And when anybody doesn't do that there, we will deal with it. And because we have our values, what we stand for as a school, and I, again, I have to say I speak for all the schools here in Sharjah because we meet about this and we talk about this quite regularly, is that it is not accepted. And yes, we will work with each other to improve it and we work with the students and that's really important because these mm. are children uh, and they need to understand it. And so we work with them over and over again, continuously. So the message is every day, every week, every month, across the whole year that this is not accepted and when there is areas of it we tackle it and we educate the children that this isn't acceptable and I get, that's just something that we it's going to be a continuous battle mm. for it's never going to go away but what i can say is certainly here in Sharjah, we're seeing you know very few uh, incidents of bullying and where it has been happened I know in my school and the schools that I work closely with uh, here in Sharjah that it's uh, not been eradicated, but it has been minimised to next to nothing. But as, you know, it's something that's never going to go away. Yeah. And as schools, we just have to remain vigilant. We have to talk to our students, talk to our parents. And this year, you know, we're bringing in parents into the school. And I think community is really important. And they're going to form part of committees, you know, to kind of report on mm. bullying and talk uh, talk about bullying and how they can support us because it comes back to when we talked about the routine that parents are so important yeah and uh, you know moving forward i can't move the school forward if i can't move it forward with the parents and i'm blessed with a wonderful community mm. just touching quickly on the level of education how important and you talked about sorry the the new faculty members that are joining the school how important is it that you're recruiting teachers from across the globe in terms of having that international standard of education? We're a British international school, but we are an international school at heart. Mm. Uh, the majority of our staff are from the UK and Ireland, but we have uh, teachers uh, from different parts of the world. Um, I believe in diversity yeah. and inclusivity. My school and many of the schools here in Sharjah are fully inclusive. so having that broad diversity in the staff is so important it brings so much especially at our international day events and things like that and meeting these people that have come our parents often ask oh they've they have got the degree in a different country and they've maybe taught in a different country how can they fully be integrated into uk curriculum school mm. Yes, there is that part of transitions, but these are professionals that we bring in and they adapt really, really well. And for the children to see this and to see this diverse world that, let's be very honest, they are going to go out into this diverse world and we want them to be understanding. We really want them uh, to love, you know, the, the people with different from different creed, di you know, different faith, different uh, parts of the world. That's uh, so, so mm. important. And certainly within my school, and I know it's 
this is the same in all the schools that surround us uh, where we are at Gems West Green is that that diversity to the children is so important in their development Mm. and it's something that I really support because of course I worked in the UK and taught in the UK in schools and of course the vast majority of my teachers are from the UK. Moving abroad and uh, certainly having a different setup with the schools uh, here uh, in Sharjah has sometimes been a challenge to me but for me I'm seeing the benefits to the children um, and I think it's absolutely wonderful because as I look around the room even here in this radio station <laughs> I diverse yeah. uh, you know uh, the three of you from different uh, ethnic uh, parts of the world mm. um, and you know you're smiling, chatly. So I hope it's a friendly atmosphere, but it's cer- <laughs> always it certainly seems it. But in a school, I've got uh, 440 employees. Yeah. You know, it's, I expect my children, and I call them my children, the students at my school, um, to be going out into the workplace, and for that to be very similar. Mm. And I want them Absolutely. to embrace that mm, so amazing. yeah th- having that diversity having these amazing teachers come to my school and to be honest with you they're teaching me in some ways mm-hmm. because i have uh, embraced what they bring to the school yeah. and i'm better for that amazing Perfect. well uh, we'll uh, we'll have to be quickly moving on to our sports headlines as well but uh, lastly it's just a quick conclusion i know it's back to school i know it's uh, also uh, 40 new teachers that have joined uh, but we mentioned about a forest being built in the school so what's coming up next at, at West Cream? because there's a lot of alumni that uh, are proud alumni that work here in Sharjah uh, f- from school. Yeah, look, it's about taking Gems West Green, not just to the 21st century, but being part of the next stage in the development of the UAE. We've got COP28 coming this yeah. year. We're embracing the environment. We want our students not just to be uh, ready for COP28. We want them to be ready for their future, their future jobs. So we want to t- them to take an interest in the environment. We brought in the forest school concept across the early years in primary school so the kids can engage with the environment so they can get their hands dirty Mm -hmm. so they can learn true play but also they're going to be growing we're we're creating a there's a farm two parts to it an animal farm where children are going to be asked to look after the animals and care for them and then we've got the part of the farm where they're going to be growing crops and we're going to start um, a a farmer's market we've got a a parent cafe which is hasn't started been built yet but we're just waiting on planning permission if the planners are listening you know (laughs) can we speed that up but in in all seriousness we're bringing the community together we're bringing the environmental education to the students and it's starting from when they're three years old and going all the way to their 18 we've we've also got the stem laboratories the science technology engineering maths laboratories coming to the school and a whole refurbishment of our libraries and our sixth form center so so much going on i'm <laughs> so is. excited yeah i'm also very busy well, <laughs> james mcdonald school principal of west green international school thank you very much for joining us this morning brilliant thank you thank you very you much this is pulse 95 tune in live every weekday from 7 a.m